is decoding the crime verse. Welcome to Decoding the Crime Verse. I'm Nalzili. And I am Danny. And today. We're talking about a witch. She literally looks freaky. Guys, Please she don't is Google so her photo. Freaky. Don't like, Google her photo. I promise you. Uh, yeah, shame. We're, we're going back in time. Very far back in time. <laughs> like the 1800s back in time. Yes. Shame. No, she looks. She looks. Yeah. Was it a photographer? Did they draw her? I, f- I feel... No, this is a photo. Okay. No, this must be... A drawing. A drawing. Shame, the artist... The man who had to sit there and draw this photo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have quit my okay, job. I'd have been like, I can't. Thing. What is going on with these I can't even look at the cheekbones. The I'm cheek not bo- looking at the photo. What's going on there? I'm not looking at the photo. And her eyes are like... I fam, the, the man... Or maybe the man who drew it hated her and he made her like... Worse. I also want to know what's this on is it a hat? Was. Is that a hat? I'm not looking. <sighs> no, he's just a wimp. She freaks me out. Okay, let me cover her face. Yeah, it is a hat. It it's is a, a hat. And she's wearing <laughs> a beanie. She's wearing a beanie. I promise you. And she's beanie. wearing a bow tie. This lady's a witch. She traveled here to find beanies and then she went back. <laughs> I can't look at her face. Okay. <laughs> for many centuries, Britain was a dangerous place. It was a magnet for the very worst kind of people. Jack the Ripper, who we have done on the show, if you haven't listened to One it, of Danielle's not? favorite people. <gasps> Jack and she's going the to Ripper. visit the Jack the Ripper what? I'm going on a Jack the Ripper tour. He owns a little bit of my heart. And don't judge me for this. No, we're judging you. No, don't no, judge we've already me. Judged don't you. judge me. You, we done judging you. <laughs> no, she's going to the places Wait, where they found the bodies that he killed. Okay, we'll do that at the end. My Elvis review will come at the end. I nearly forgot. No, we have to start with that. We promised the people. No, at the end, because now I already started our, okay, intro- yeah, our introduction. Shame. But Jack the Ripper, guys, a little piece of my heart. Okay, Jack the Ripper dominated the headlines, but he wasn't the only killer around to fear. In West Auckland in 1871, it was a thriving mining town in the north of England. The work was dangerous, wages were low, and fatal health conditions meant that life was tough and short for the inhabitants, but living among them was one of the worst serial killers in British history. Marianne Cotton. Imagine your surname is Cotton and you're... No, you can't be a killer if your surname is Cotton. Honestly, if I'm the cop, I'm letting you go. Go back home. I can't arrest you. Who poisoned more than a dozen of her friends, lovers and children. Mm, Unacceptable. So, Mary Ann Cotton was born in County Durham in 1832. It was the time of the Industrial Revolution. And basically, she was in a coal mining town. And we saw that lives were changing as people were moving from city from the villages into cities life was incredibly fast paced and people would move around to follow work opportunities the impacts of the industrial revolution on the area meant that more people were taken from the countryside and now crammed into basically very slum conditions mary ann's father was a miner and he died young by falling down a 150 feet mine shaft guys as she pushed him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she was, was nine she, years old I don't care <laughs> She pushed it <laughs> He'd been a worker On a contract To one mining company that, Who claimed to Have 
claim over him and even after his death, after the accident which killed him, they shipped him back in a sack stamped property of the Southampton Coal Company. You are at your house and the postman comes and he drops a sack and your father is inside. And you think it's coal at that time. And so it's your father inside I the sack. I don't like it. I don't like the 1800s. <laughs> after the accident... Um, her mother remarried and the family moved. Death, marriage, and relocation actually became a pattern throughout Mary Ann's life. Mary Ann married her first husband at the ripe young age of 19. Her husband was a man named no, that William wasn't a ripe young Mowbray. Age. Back in the days, weren't they getting married at like 12 and 13? Like 16. Okay, maybe I'm being a bit extreme. Mary Ann was already pregnant... And the couple had to have a discreet wedding 20 miles from the home. And in order to escape the village gossip, they then moved to Cornwall, which I'm going to in December. I'm so excited. Um, And they had their first daughter, Margaret Jane, but she died in 1960. Further children followed two girls and a boy. None of them lived long. Mm. Her husband had been working on a steamship but fell ill suddenly when he came home on leave Mm. and died Mm. at home in January 1865, typhus fever was blamed. People would get ill quite regularly during these days, obviously because the standards of hygiene was not the greatest (laughs) back then. Life was quite harsh, working conditions were quite dangerous, and to end up as a woman alone was quite something because you didn't have any rights and you couldn't go work for yourself. So when her first husband died, Mary Ann received 35 pounds of life insurance. No, it was a lot back then. Which is equivalent to £3,500 now, which is about 60,000, 70,000 rand. Yeah. Yeah, imagine being killed for £35. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's not okay. (laughs) Which in that day apparently made a lot of a difference. Life insurance was actually very common at the time, except on children, because... The government was beginning to become suspicious that people were putting life insurance on their children and then killing them for the life insurance money. And apparently it was now, that was a regular thing, so they actually banned it. The Victorian area was a bad experience for childhood mortality, especially in the poorest areas. There was scarlet fever, smallpox, TB, typhus. It was just not a great time to be alive. Mm. There was even a saying that... In the Victorian times, you weren't really a mother unless you had lost one child. Marianne found work as a nurse in one of the city's infirmary where she met a patient named George Ward. After he recovered, the couple married. And in less than seven months after the death of her first husband, George proved a disappointment as he had described himself as an engineer, but he was just someone else who just worked on a steamship and he would often get sick and had frequent paralysis and relied solely on his new wife. And she was like, "Uh, not today. The man was an engineer. Leave the man alone. She was like, this is a burden I'm not willing to carry. And a year after the wedding, George died. Mm. Three doctors were consulted and they were both baffled by the man's young age and the ongoing sickness and the surprised how quickly the end came. Nevertheless, Marianne escaped suspicion. Once again, she pocketed the insurance money, but it was nothing compared to the thrill of getting away with murder as she had outwitted not one, but three medical Men And how did she do it? With arsenic. And during that time, arsenic was everywhere. It was used to make soap, medicine, cosmetics, wallpaper. Apparently, it made wallpaper green. Hectic. Yep. Um, 
It could be bought in powder form at your local shop. And arsenic is the perfect poison as in large amounts it kills quickly, but in small amounts it prolongs the agony. Either way, its effects can be easily mistaken for the common diseases of that time. And in fact, Marianne was not the only one to use it during the period. In 1889, Florence Maybrick was faced with divorce and ruin when suddenly her husband became ill and died. She was charged for murder when traces of arsenic were found in his body. It was discovered she'd been soaking the flypaper in water to extract the arsenic and then, well, kill him. So, yeah. This is hectic. Like, (laughs) what makes you go... Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. This is a yeah, lot. Well, for Mary Ann, her acts were going undetected and her victims were safely buried. And so she moved to a new town safely for, buried. <laughs> wow. for a fresh start. And apparently at that time, because towns were small and there's no internet, if you moved from town to town, you could basically restart your life because no one would know you and no one could find out about you. Yeah. So then we get James Robinson. And he recently lost his wife and he had five children all under the age of 10 and he needed help raising his family. So he placed an advertisement in the newspaper and Mary Ann was hired shortly before. Wait, (laughs) when this woman who looks like a witch (laughs) walks in your door and says, I want to look after you and your kids. Bye. Sorry, he did this to himself. Shortly, no, listen to this. Shortly before Christmas of 1866, she moved into the Robinson household. By the following April, all the children were dead. But you saw her looking like a witch when she walked in. December, January, February, March, eight, five months. Five months, five, five months. children. Five children. Yeah. Uh-uh. The father then found comfort in his grief and Mary Ann soon became pregnant. Robinson was a decent man, so he proposed. <gasps> and they got married and it was a step up Why in the world. Why did he think his kids died? I'm because sorry, after number three dies, I'm looking at you suspicious. No, yeah. after number two even. After number one, I'm already like, <laughs> what is this lady doing? Yeah, uh-uh. shame. So she was not happy. She took a step up in the world and she wouldn't let anything get in the way. Her mother feel, fell ill and she went to take care of her. But guess what? The mother died within days of Marianne's of arrival. <laughs> Three months after the wedding, Marianne gave birth to a baby girl. But by then, Marianne didn't want a child and she no longer needed a child. And the child died of convulsions within weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just killed everyone. She's the angel of death at this point because everywhere she goes, seemed to follow her wherever she went, and all the deaths were of people of inconvenience. So they weren't because now she's not like one of those killers. Are like, oh, this person has blonde hair. Yeah, this, this, this. She's just like you're annoying. You annoying. You die. You're you're gone. (laughs) You finished. You put. You're an inconvenience to me. I don't want to look after a child. Dead. Dead. You get what I'm saying? This husband is getting annoying. (laughs) Dead. Dead. Uh, They all had similar symptoms, stomach pains, uh, diarrhea, tremendous thirst, as well as white lines on your fingernails and toenails, which today is an absolute giveaway to doctors that you are suffering from some kind of heavy metal poisoning. But Marianne Cotton's marriage to her third husband was coming to an end when he found out that she had been stealing from him. Mm, mm, but mm. obviously didn't really know, realize her real crimes was that she killed his this children. This lady is a full-time criminal. Yeah, because she liked to buy nice things. So she was she was stealing his money. She was pawning off items in the house. <laughs> this woman, full-time criminal. He you did, know what? She's full-time. Yeah. 
it's just inner DNA. Do you understand? Mary Ann was then thrown out, which probably saved his life because she had been trying to convince him to get life insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how dumb is this man? First five of your children die. Then she keeps saying, when are you getting life insurance? And like, he's just like... And she's stealing your money. Unacceptable. Okay, so now she's thrown out and things are looking for a bit bleak for this this little heartless poisoner. But then came husband number four. Oh, no. Frederick Cotton. And he was another widower with two young children. Just Mary Ann's type. They married, married on the 17th of September 1870. And the following April, they moved to West Auckland. Cotton was not wise enough to refuse his new wife and took out life insurance on himself and his children. And within the year, they were all dead. This man is dumb. So she had got All of these people of cannot four see. Four husbands and numerable children. So they can't see she's a witch no, and from her appearance. And she already had her eye on num- husband number five, which was an officer named Richard Quinton. And there was already rumors going around the village that she was pregnant with his child. But there would never be a wedding. Because you see, while this was all happening, someone became suspicious of Mary Ann. His name was Thomas Riley. Marianne had gone to him after Edward, um, her fourth husband, had died because they, she still had one of the stepsons alive. So one of the sons was still alive. And yeah. she wanted to put him in a workhouse and mm. be like, go work. But at that time, you couldn't put children in a workhouse without adult supervision. So he refused. And then she was like, oh, well, he'll probably just die anyway because, you know, he's quite sickly. And then when he did die, the guy was like, did she just predict his mm. death? Anyway... He then enlisted the help of William Byers Kilman and they uh, Kilburn, sorry, and they postponed his death certificate and they did an autopsy. However, it was found that it was natural causes, but they didn't stop there. They tried a new test. They took a sample of the boy and dissolved it in a solution of hydrochloric acid and then put a strip of copper in it. And what happens is, if there is arsenic, the copper is supposed to get like this dark coating. Yeah. And it did, and it proved that this little boy had now been killed by arsenic. On the 17th of July, 1872, Marianne was taken into custody, and while investigations continued, they called in much, a much more highly qualified doctor who was a proper toxicologist, and they did a series of tests and found that there was arsenic all over his body. They'd actually exhumed the body to do tests, and they exhumed several of other people that were surpri- just dying around her, and they all found arsenic on them. Marianne was put on trial for the murder of this boy whose name was Charles Edward Cotton but insisted on her innocence. Her baristas suggested that the poisoning was accidental caused by tainted medicine or the home's green wallpaper or the soap they used to clean the beds but as the jury heard the evidence of Marianne's past and the deaths that followed her everywhere their doubts were evaporated. It only took them 90 minutes to reach a verdict which was of course Guilty, and on the 24th of March, 1873, she was hanged from the Durham County Jail, and it was a slow death for the most prolific woman serial killer No, they should have put a little bit of arsenic in her so that she could suffer and die. Okay, that sounds bad. I'm joking. No, 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 but apparently she got, there was this hangman who was notorious. He was just known to be cruel, because what happened was, he never wanted to clean up um, the blood and whatever, because when sometimes the necks would like snap off. So they did this thing called the short hang, where they only dropped them a few 
feet um, so then the head doesn't come off and then he doesn't have to clean because if any victim that they killed, they got to keep the clothes so then he could like pawn them off. So with her, he made her drop so short that her head didn't even go under the, you know, there's like the platform. Mm. And then she didn't, she was dying slowly and she wasn't dying fast enough. So he actually strangled her with his bare hands. Yeah. They were really whacking those hands. What was her real surname? Because as oh, a man, cop, I'm not that. arresting someone whose surname is Cotton's. Um, I'll get it quickly. Like, this is unacceptable. I, I honestly, this woman looks like a witch. She looks like death lives inside of her. And every single guy kept asking her out. How attractive was she? You know, you know what she did? She just got pregnant and then because men were decent. How did she get pregnant in those days if she looks like a witch? I'm so sorry. I cannot. This lady looks crazy. I'm not even. And uh, she has a beanie. Robson. Marianne Robson. Yeah, that's that's fitting. Yeah. Yeah. So Cotton is, is not. Cotton was her fourth husband. Okay. This picture that I got was really bad. She looks a bit better there. Mm, I don't care. Is she wearing a beanie still? I don't know what she's wearing. Guys, she killed so many people. She yeah. She killed like over 13 people. For me, it's the kids, man. Have we done a woman serial killer here before? We have. Who did we do? The lady who killed, but it was in a video, I think. The lady who killed, um, she acted like a prostitute, and then the guys would pick her up, she'd kill them. Oh, no, we haven't done an actual show. So this is our no. first woman serial killer. But on to lighter notes, Elvis. Elvis! Elvis! Guys, I went, I saw, she I, finally I, watched I enjoyed, the movie. I loved, I heart I'm exploded. done now. I watched Top Gun after that, so now, like, that. that's, yeah. Did you enjoy Top Gun? Top Gun was really good. Good, eh? It you was. watched the first one. I didn't like when he was topless, though, because, like, he's old. And I was just like, oh. That man is 60, and he's flying. You know, he really flies the plane. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Shame. We told them we'd speak about Elvis. Okay, Elvis. So, on to the spirit so, I was let, talking about Okay, you speak week. about that, and then I'll speak about what I want to speak about. Yes. So... Sometime in last week's show, she said something that reminded me about the spirit that was over this man's shows. And I love the movie because it depicts it so well mm. how there's this spirit of lust that takes over. Like, no, the, the woman was like, like, all of a sudden, they're screaming, they're uncontrollable, they, they're and for me, things at him, they're trying to get on stage. I was yeah. like, what just happened? And we know with all music, there's a spirit behind it, but the way they did the movie, like, yeah. clearly showed the spirit that is behind. And, like, I'm so sorry, they did a church scene where his eyes rolled back and he threw himself. That's not church. I don't know what spirit took over him <laughs> at that point in his life. That was not church. That's not a holy spirit. Oh, that was at the beginning that was, of the yes, movie. Yes. A little boy, and then his yeah, eyes yeah, roll yeah. back, and ah, that's a lie. Sorry, that I okay. But let's with. talk about this idiot of the manager yeah. that made me so angry. You know, Elvis died bankrupt because of that man. That's if he died. That's if he died. If you don't know what we're talking about, last week's show, go listen. Yeah. I that man made me so angry. But Elvis also used to spend lavishly. No, but I mean, like, the whole thing, like, when he was performing in Vegas, which was supposed to be for six weeks, and then this man signed that five-year contract yeah. because he wanted his gambling debts paid off. Yeah. Oh, I was so mad at that man. I but was I was so mad, mad at Elvis at as man. well. Because he fell in love. And then he just... They were doing so well as a couple. Yeah, shame. I was involved in the story. They played, but I can't help falling in... And then he goes and cheats. 
Yeah, shame. He's I, not a great person either. No. And then the woman says, I'm not angry with you about the cheating. <laughs> there they lost me. <laughs> I was already ready to go into the movie and beat that man. And then she said, I'm not mad about the cheating. No, but um, what are you Austin angry about Butler then? did such a, really good did job. a good and job. Even, even Tom Hanks. He also did well. Uh, also, he really did, they, yeah. They did it really well. But also showing like how there was one scene where Elvis was, um, he like collapsed in the hallway and the guy was like, do whatever you need to do to get him on stage. Basically being, give him whatever drugs. But that was the same with Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. It's exactly the same. And I was like, not that I like Michael Jackson, guys. No, 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 no. But mm. we did do a show on that. I don't saying, even want to say. Because we did the show saying how technically his producers and stuff were also to blame for his death for his death yes the same thing with but as a human being on a human level i don't like michael jackson no he was a disgusting i mean it's the same thing with uh judy garland who played dorothy in the very 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 old wizard of oz yeah they they told her um you had she had to be a certain weight so she ended up on pills and she od'd i mean that's their fault yeah but the movie was amazing, Baz Luhrmann. It really was. It really was a good movie. I think that you've never Gun. you've never made a movie that's disappointed me. I'm so. watching a movie with Brad Pitt in it on Tuesday. I don't know what the name is. Top Gun is so good, and you must watch the first one. It's also very good. Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah, they did say I must watch it. I probably won't. But Top Gun, the second one, was really good. No, really, I. Oh. Even though we did also speak about Top Gun as yes, well, we because they were being sued for so, the rights of the film. Yeah, if you guys don't know what is going on here, but it really is a good movie. It's brilliant. Oh, guys, that movie. Owns the only half thing of I don't understand heart. is why they in a plane and on a bike at the end and not getting married. But that's Top Gun for you. So it was a really I love good that movie. movie. Love I remember it. sitting in the movie cinema just like the whole time my mouth was the way they show the simulation for me was a lot of like the the aircraft and when they flying i was like this is brilliant guys i love it the whole part at the end with oh wait let me not spoil yeah never mind never mind never mind but that is all for this week we will see you next time but from now until next time no mourners no funeral Stay updated and stay entertained on Active FM, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Spotify, Anchor, and everywhere else. Engage with us, like posts, comment, share them out, retweet, and repost. Spread the word. Active FM. Radio. 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 Has never been better. Better.